Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast. I'm Connor Whiteley, bringing you with psychology news, articles and other interesting psychology related articles. You where I can find the podcast notes and more interesting psychology related things and you can get your free 8 psychology book box set at connorwhiteley.net. Now let's get on to the show. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 79 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Con Wiley. And today's episode is on ways to overcome a social anxiety about socialising again. So this episode I think is really interesting because when I first thought about it and I actually found the article that actually inspired today's episode, I thought this was really weird. And why would people be concerned about going out into the world again and talking to other people? But after reading the article and actually adding my own ideas, I really understand it. And just so that when we are able to go out into the world again, which, come on, let's hope it should be the end of this year. Hopefully, we won't be concerned and we'll be able to like go out there and just be fine talking to people. But in case we're not, I really hope that today's um, episode helps you. So moving on to the psychology news section. So we're in from the British Psychological Society Research Digest. So the first one is, longer interview shortlists may help women advance in male-dominated industries. Despite many efforts to make workplaces more equal, women are still frequently discriminated against at work. Companies run by women are judged more harshly on ethical failings, for instance, and women are more likely to be lied to in their performance reviews. God, this is bad. This discrimination doesn't just happen in the workplace. It can happen before someone is even in employed. A study from last year found that black women with natural hair are seen as less competent and professional than their white counterparts when interviewing for jobs. Now, a new study has taken a look at what could be scuffing women's chances even before they get to the interview stage. The team argues that in organisations where recruitment takes place on an informal basis by colleague recommendation or other word-of-mouth networks, changes need to be made to the shortlisting process. When their shortlists are longer, the results suggest women are more likely to be seriously considered. Okay, so this is quite interesting though because this actually explains something that happened in my family recently because it was done on on a like in a formal basis and even though this person was really qualified they didn't well they did not get it so that could possibly like feed into it but this is really good though that there's a study that does argue this and hopefully though like a few people in business even that are highly doubted will actually look at it but even as everyday people it's what people would call us because we don't necessarily work in the high levels of a business though like it's also our chance to make sure that in employers i do um take notice of that i've no idea how i just sort of like came up with that so another one is People who believe in pure evil support harsher um, punishments for perpetrators of violence. Whether you believe in such a thing as pure evil, that there are individuals inherently predisposed to intentionally harming others can fundamentally change how you see the world. Well, strong belief in pure evil, for example, has been linked to increased support for the death penalty, support, um, torture and racial um, prejudice. Now, a new study has looked at the link between belief in pure evil and the attributes we ascribe to betray to perpetrators of violence, focusing on mass shootings in the US. The team once again finds a relationship between belief in pure evil and harsher approaches to punishment. Now this is really interesting because um I've been doing more I've been doing more forensic psychology like this week and even in my first for, um forensic psychology book, this is just wrong basically. Well 
basically though because well for starters people just aren't i suppose you could argue certain mental conditions make someone more likely to be evil like um sadism including personality traits and like psychopathy but there's no such thing as someone who's innately evil so and also though like this stronger belief in a pure evil and also like if you did deliver like harsher sentences they don't work the amount of literature that actually says they work is minuscule compared to the ones that said harsh punishments like the death penalty they just don't work so another one is if we don't feel socially accepted we get more defensive when we've done something wrong and this is the last one that we'll do when you've done something wrong big or small it can be hard to own up to it particularly if you feel you've transgressed a moral or social code instead you might avoid confronting the issue and become defensive yet defensiveness often has negative consequences anyway it can hurt someone else's feelings cloud your ability to make good decisions in the moment or prevent you from changing harmful behaviors but why do we get defensive and what can we do to minimize those negative consequences a new study asks both these questions and finds that defensiveness could be reduced by affirming people's morals and social worth so this i think is definitely quite a good one though because let's raise it We've all like been there, which is when we've done something wrong. We don't really want to own up to it. We just want to be defensive or defensive. And those negative consequences I've definitely seen like firsthand though. But the idea of could be reduced by affirming people's um, morals and a social worth though. That's definitely worth considering and also like thinking about. So that's the psychology news section. So move on to the personal update. So but this week, uh, there's been a lot of like personal family stuff like going on. So I won't talk about that today. So well, there's not a lot that I want to talk about in like this a personal update. But one thing that I did want to talk to to talk about today was I had a very interesting seminar on Monday about morality and also the research methods. And there is a point that I did want to make. Well, that I did want to make there. So in morality research research about there's the trolley problem which in short detail like um you need to decide if you're going to let a runaway train kill five people or you like pull a switch just so it kills one person though and now that sounds like a great way to be able to um choose like morality because because if you make the rational decision which is apparently meant meant to make you immoral then you then you kill the one person but if you make the other decision where you let it kill with five people like you that's meant to make you ill immoral which i understand but here's the thing though does that actually research morality however some other research though like has like shown though that people high in like psychopathy and like sadism though they also but like are they always attend to pick the moral choices about the so-called moral choices that can't appear to clinically normal people who apparently tend to always choose the ill moral choices like according to all the various paradigms meaning that the in moral people tend to choose um, moral choices and like vice versa so the reason why i'm telling you this is just that whenever we encounter a bit of like psychology research whether you're an actual researcher you're a psychology student um a psychologist or any yes or like anyway though it's always a good to consider does what they used in the study actually measure what they intend to because they might claim to doesn't mean they actually did 
So I just uh, want to leave you with that today in like this a personal update. As always, I always like, love to know your thoughts and feelings on today's episode. So you can always email me, connorwiley at connorwiley.net. You can always leave a comment at the show notes at connorwiley.net forward slash podcast. Or you can always tweet me on Twitter at sci-fi-whitely. And I also just wanted to let you know that my Kickstarter is still going there for two more weeks. And we're almost like 50% funded. So if you did want to help like support me and also become part of this a great project, then please do but there's a link in the podcast description on your podcast app and i'm still doing the offer where if you pledge the ebook payback or the hardback rewards i'll give you the psychology a equivalent so please become a part of that great project and then the more official sponsor for today's episode is Social Psychology, a guide to social and cultural psychology. So this is one of the pre-order books. And this book I'm really pleased with because it's about 30,000 words. It goes into so much depth about um, social psychology and also the role that culture has. So like, if you want to know how persuasion, social influence group processes basically almost anything to do with social psychology if you want to know about it then you need to check out this book though i really really recommend it and as always like all of my books it's explained in a really easy to understand and engaging way so that's social psychology a guide to social and cultural psychology available on all major ebook retailers and you can get the paperback large print and hardback version from from amazon or your local bookstore so that's enough of the personal update let's move on to the content part of today's episode So uh, moving on to the content part of today's episode. So we're going to be looking at ways to overcome a social anxiety about socialising again. So as I already said, after a year of being like, locked away and told to stay away from other people, we're probably all a bit scared about going out and socialising again. And as I said before, it wasn't until I actually thought about this and actually looked at this blog post and I thought, oh my god, I'm actually scared. Or not so much scared, I'm a bit concerned or a bit wary. So hopefully though... This will help like relax every one though. And another reason why we're possibly like a bit like scared or like nervous about socialising again is also because after you have not been able to socialise or not been able to practice socialising, we're a bit scared that we're going to look a bit silly, foolish, because we've not been able to practice these skills as often over the past year. So I'm gonna give you about four tips to help you. So the first one is be curious. Just have a curious mindset about going out into like the world again. Think about seeing other people um, as a way to find how to socialise in like the new post-pandemic world. And most importantly, see how you, your friends, and your family have been though. Have been though. Just like be curious about what have they have been doing. Have they done an interesting project? How was their kids and everything though? But just be curious, have fun with it. And also, like, this is one of the reasons why I'm quite looking forward to seeing people again, because I want to find out how they are. I want to find out some, yeah, well, like, if they've got any, like, crazy lockdown stories, which, come on, I think I can guarantee you some of your friends, some of your family, they must, I cannot see how they've gone home yet and they don't have any crazy lockdown stories. Even though I'm trying to think of some now to share, but I actually can't. <laughs> okay. So another one is, and this is a more serious one, listen to people. I know this sounds so simple, so, so obvious, but I know I've mentioned it somewhere before, but you've just got to actively listen because you need to stop for a moment and you've actually got to listen to them properly. Because like, the chances are after a pandemic or after 
anyway, when we talk to our friends, we're not really listening to them. Like we're not hanging on to every word. We aren't really thinking about what they're saying like as much. So this is really important, especially after the pandemic, because because in terms of like socialising, actively listening like shows that you care about your friends and you also want to be there, which in turn makes the other person feel better and they're more likely to actively listen to you too. And then it becomes this sort of like reciprocal relationship. Yes, and also like this like feeds into like you wanting to be there, you are feeling like good about being there and you being good about out socialising and being in the real world um again. Another one is shift your focus. This one really confused me at well at the first. I really do understand if people are anxious and panicking about socialising again. I know that I would be concerned and this all leads people to overthink. For example, do I look okay? Am I asking a stupid question? Am I boring them? What if they don't like me after a year apart? Well, the first one, I didn't write this in my blog post, but if they don't like you after a year, yeah, there's close to 8 million, well, 8 billion other people on the planet. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> okay, I do understand all of these concerns, but you've got to shift your focus from focusing on yourself to focusing on the other person. Person, that's like make them look good, ask them questions, engage with them, and show them that you care and that you really want to be there. Because there's nothing, because there's nothing worse than getting really excited to meet someone and then find out they don't want to be with you. That is so annoying when that happens, especially when you have plenty of other things like to do. And then the last point that I have that, but that I really hope helps is remember that everyone is struggling. You are not alone in this. None, and but also though, none of this is new though, because socialising, our social worlds, and everything in social psychology has shown us that socialising has always been a messy, complex process. Well, process meaning that just embrace it. Be weird, be chaotic. Embrace this weird messiness about socialising, and just have fun with it. Make new friends, reconnect with old friends and family members, but just have fun. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you know anyone who well would enjoy today's episode or find it useful, please tell them about it. I'm always really grateful when you um, help spread the word about the uh, podcast. Also, please uh, check out my uh, Kickstarter. I would love for you to be a uh, part of that great uh, project. And uh, please uh, check out uh, Social Psychology, a guide to uh, social uh, social and cultural psychology, available on all major ebook retailers. And the hardback, payback and large print version is available from Amazon and your local bookstore. So, have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to see the show notes, then please go to connorwhitely.net. And if you want a free Ada book psychology box set, then please go to connorwhitely.net. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time.